0: We're all about the University of South Florida, but we also want to keep you informed on the Bulls' conference opponents. That's why three times a week we go Around the American. With today's show, here's Derek Sharp. As the man says, we like to let you know what's going on elsewhere. This morning on Bulls Beat, we told you about the series victory that has the Bulls in a three-way tie for first place. How did the other two teams in that tie get there, East Carolina and Houston, namely? You're about to find out, along with who are the players of the week in both baseball and softball, where the Bulls are, frankly, gunning for second place because, well, Wichita State, which rightly swept the major awards, and we'll get you those details, is going to be the number one seed for the conference tournament. So we'll sort of lay that all out for you. We'll also give you a little bit of a glimpse into what's happening with tennis. The conference championships are next week for tennis. And for golf, so a lot of interesting things in the spring. Teams, as far as their spring football goes, Tulane, for example, already had its spring game. Houston is not going to have one. As their head coach, Dana Holgerson, announced that today. Basically, they only have 35% of their roster available, whether it's folks leaving, incoming freshmen, transfer portal additions, and, of course, injuries. So they just decided to finish up practice but not have an actual spring game We'll tell you, since we are not doing a Bulls beat tomorrow, it's my birthday. I will be working on my birthday, namely the baseball game against Bethune-Cookman, and we'll be driving to DeLand on Wednesday for some softball doubleheader action. But I want to let you know about the spring game a little bit, and we'll get you more details. We're going to actually, not going to say retract, I was just given uh, the possibility that the game, quote-unquote, wasn't going to be much of a game. It would be more like a practice, but I can tell you, if you're coming on Friday, it sounds like there will be more of a real game structure to it. In other words, 15-minute quarters. They may be running clock quarters, but you're going to get to see that, and we'll tell you more, obviously, as we get close, but there's a little bit of a first scoop on that format for you. Now, on to baseball, and yes, Bulls are 4-2 in the conference, so are East Carolina and Houston. Pirates got beat by Houston in a series to begin the season, and then last week, as we told you, got the big midweek against North Carolina State and kept on pouring it on. Poor UCF. Knights gave them one game, but that was after getting swept, and I mean destroyed, in a doubleheader last Thursday. First game, East Carolina wins it 17-7 in seven innings, and actually, the Knights are trying their hardest to ruin the run rule situation for East Carolina which had a 12 nothing lead through five innings, but the Knights score four in the sixth and three in the seventh. So there goes the run rule. Whoops, Pirates pop them for five in the bottom of the seventh. Knights actually went on a home run tear. They got three of them in the sixth and another one in the seventh. So at least they were thinking about coming back in this game down 12-7 to before East Carolina put it away. Rudy Gomez, who has been outstanding, who was handed his first loss of the season by the Bulls last Friday, and this one gave up 12 runs, eight of them earned. Then it was East Carolina's Trey Savage going five and two-thirds innings. He actually did cough up four runs, but went to 5-0 and 0 in the season. They turned around, and ECU had a legitimate look at perhaps a run rule sweep of the doubleheader when it scored nine times in the second inning and led it by that margin of five before UCF popped for Four runs in the sixth and the seventh, and only lost 11 to five. The second inning featured two big extra base hits to start at a triple by Alec Makarevich, more on him in a second, and a homer by Joey Barini. And actually, that was their only home run in this game single, single, and then a second out. So it's two nothing with two outs. You want to talk about two out magic Josh Moylan, a two run double, hit by pitch, a walk. That was it for Jacob Marlowe. Two RBI double, two RBI single. Wild pitch, all sorts of fun stuff, throwing error. It kind of got out of hand if you're the Knights, at least. Like I said, they avoided the ignominy of two straight run rule losses. Marlowe gave up seven runs, the starter for East Carolina. Yet they got some pitching too. Carter Spivey went six innings and struck out six. And then, man, UCF gave them a game on Friday, but it was 3-2 Pirates. 29 strikeouts in this game. 29 runners left on base in this game. An hour and 20-minute rain delay. It was not pretty. Of course, it would have been glorious for the Knights if they'd been able to win it, but oh well. They were up one nothing. Their starter, Dom Stagliano, gave up seven hits and two walks in four and a third innings, but again, stranded a ton of runners. Pirates finally broke through, and they can do this to you. On a bunt single, where there was a bad throw by the pitcher. Then they got an RBI ground out. Yeah, they can... Whack it out of the park, but they also almost take some pleasure in showing they can beat you in any which way. The Pirates are really good, ranked 12th in the country and 24 and 8 overall. Game-winning hit was supplied by their backup catcher, Justin Wilcox. And the backup catcher who ended up getting three ABs in this game. Actually, the top five in the order, four of them had multi-hit games, but just three runs, and Wilcoxon supplied it with a no-doubt single to left field scoring the winning run. In the doubleheader alone, Makarevich had seven hits and six RBI. He was the American Athletic Conference Player of the Week, announced early on Monday afternoon in four games, hit 563-9 for 16. The other team tied for first place at 4-2, the one that won its opening series against East Carolina and won its second series. And this was against a Wichita State team that, was looking really good offensively again. Almost started off three and zero against Cincinnati, and then followed that up with a win at Oklahoma State. So look out for the Houston Cougars, and the Bulls will be looking out because that's who they're going to play this weekend in Texas. Houston at one point was five and eleven. They've got it above five hundred. Probably should have mentioned UCF's record. They are one point eight and one. And they are now 17-15 and 15 and last place in the league at 1-5. But back to Houston. Had travel issues, so they had to play a doubleheader in Wichita on Friday. Houston wins the first game 8-6 to before the Shockers take the second game 6-1. to In the opener was a pair of home runs that kept Wichita around. They were down 5-2 before Kite McDonald, like Kite with a Y, a junior college transfer, popped a three-run homer, and Houston shook it off. Took the lead back with a three-run top of the eighth, capped by a two-run homer of its own from Ian McMillan. Shockers grab a run back in the eighth, but Justin Murray gets the two-inning save for the Cougars. Then they were only down 2 nothing until Wichita got them for two in the seventh, added two more in the eighth, and then it was 6-1. to And then while the Bulls were playing two lanes Saturday afternoon, these two teams were playing, and the winner of this last game was going to be tied for first place, and it ends up being Houston. We just told you how they were hanging around in the second game. Well, Wichita was only down four to three and had the first two outs recorded in the top of the seventh. You won't believe this when I tell you it ended up in a run rule. Houston scored thirteen runs with two outs in the top of the seventh, and they win it by the football score of seventeen to three. just crazy. It was Zach Arnold coming up with that two-out RBI double to make it six to three, and I guess they enjoyed that so much they just kept on scoring. Got through five different pitchers in the inning, seven hits, couple three-run homers, and a three-run double. I guess Houston is feeling it when it comes to the bats. Oh boy, that's who the Bulls play next. Their leadoff man, Malachi Lot, he had the bases-clearing double, three hits, four ribs. Anthony Tulamero, who's pretty sensational, their catcher, three hits and three RBI, another four-rib game from. Justin Murray. I feel bad for him, so I won't mention it by name. But we said five pitchers in one inning. One of the Cougar hurlers threw one pitch, and it was a plunk, and he was pulled. So Wichita State, an interesting story. They went from almost pulling off a sweep of Cincinnati in the first weekend, beating Oklahoma State, and really having a chance to win this series. To well, see how they respond, I guess. So while East Carolina actually had the sweep of UCF by the middle of Friday afternoon, everything else was into Saturday, and while two series were for the winner's first place status. This one was for 500 status. And Cincinnati beats Memphis. Memphis, earlier in the week, lost to Ole Miss, so they had a one-in-three week. And yet Memphis got two of the seven weekly honors. Not Eric Snow, who had a... Anyway, let's tell you what happened in the series real quick. In Memphis, Cincinnati led 6-1 through four innings and ended up taking that one 6-2. Memphis flipped it around completely 6 to 2 in the second game in fact getting its runs four in the fifth two in the sixth could have gone either way in the finale it was in fact 3 to 3 after five innings before Cincinnati took the lead on Carrington Cross's RBI double in the seventh he would score on a fielder's choice to give them the 5 to 3 win who were the two players from Memphis a team again that went 1 and 3 on the week they got awards Dalton Fowler who earned the Friday win, seven scoreless innings. Hey, seven scoreless innings and 13 strikeouts. I'll give him pitcher of the week. I will. But honor roll for Anthony Hansen, six for 16 with two homers and seven RBI. Nothing against the young man, but I would have gone Eric Snow there, or maybe over another honor roll includee, Griffin Hugus. Now he's a freshman, and he got the win for Cincinnati on Thursday, 6-2, with five innings pitched and six strikeouts and one run. Okie dokie. Carter Spivey of East Carolina, similar. Six innings, six strikeouts. Anthony Tulomero, though, yeah, hit 5.56 with 10 for 18, seven runs and eight RBI. That is legit. Not saying the others aren't legit. Clark Candiotti of Wichita, definitely legit on the on roll with 11Ks in the lone win for the Shockers over Houston. So again, East Carolina, Houston, and USF 4 and 2, Wichita, Cincinnati, and Tulane all 3 and 3. Memphis 2 and 4, and UCF 1 and 5. RPI. I mean, it's just going to be this way. It's a battle for Clearwater. It's a battle to stay out of the four or five seed range so that you don't have to perhaps beat East Carolina twice in the conference tournament because. No one else right now is even ranked in the top 125, according to the computers. Houston actually jumped around 20 spots to 126 in the new RPI rankings. Wichita is 132 after dropping 27 spots, and the Bulls have the fourth-best computer number at 138. You look around. The SEC, by the way, every team in the SEC, all 14, ranked in the top 50. And same for softball, except there's one less team. Vanderbilt doesn't play softball. My goodness, as far as softball goes, we'll get there in a second after we tell you the midweek matchups, and we'll keep an eye on these tomorrow night during our baseball broadcast at 6 o'clock between the Bulls and Bethune-Cookman. Other 6 o'clock starts. East Carolina hosts Old Dominion. Cincinnati hosts its rival Miami of Ohio. UCF is at Stetson. 7 o'clock Tulane hosts LSU, and i got to tell you, they wouldn't mind if that baby gets rained out. Wichita State at Oklahoma, Memphis at Ole Miss, and Sam Houston at Houston. And we'll have a full recap of those games on Wednesday's show. Not nearly as much activity on the softball diamond. UCF had the weekend off, and we have no issues with the weekly honors being swept, at least the top ones, player and pitcher, by Wichita State. We told you last Wednesday about how they beat Oklahoma State, the number two team in the country. Shockers are now ranked 21st in the country. And they took care of Memphis. We'll spare you all the details because, well, feel bad for Memphis. First game, 20 to nothing. Was actually scoreless until the third, which I guess did not sit well with the visiting shockers. They went for eight, five, and seven in the next three innings. And the nation's leading hitter, Sydney McKinney, only had two hits, but yeah, she walked the other two times and scored four runs and had four RBI. And Addison Bernard, home run and five RBI. Taking one for the team, by the way. Special shout out to Mick. Hoshak, who pitched the entire game for Memphis, that would be 20 runs, but only eight earned with nine walks. Tigers were able to keep it from getting to such a dramatic run rule margin after it was 9-2 through two innings in the second game. In fact, the final ended up just being the 10-2 and then kept them from getting run rolled in the finale. It was 4-3 only after two innings, ended up being a full seven-inning affair, 10 to three, Sydney McKinney, the player of the week, didn't really have to go two for four in a win against the number two team in the country. Could have just gotten it based on her series against Memphis, seven for nine with eight RBI and eight runs. For the week, she hit 692 for the season at 556 with five homers and 30 RBI and seven doubles and seven triples. And Wichita State is 34-7, 8-1 overall. Their freshman pitcher, Alex Aguilar, Got the pitcher of the week. Complete game shutout in one of the contests. That was the five-inning, only three-strikeout complete game. But what she did in the finale, coming off the bench and throwing six shutout innings and striking out eight really got her those honors. On the honor roll, we'll mention Gabrielle Nori since we're not doing a Bulls beat tomorrow and Kathy Garcia-Soto both getting on the honor roll. I think if Norrie had not given up the three-run homer to Memphis, she would have been pitcher of the week. But she ended up giving up those four runs and not getting the win in the finale because Vivian Pond, who was phenomenal in five innings of work this weekend, did get the win. But Nori also scored victories in the first game, complete game shutout, and came on in relief of Jaden Martinez and Pond to also claim victory in game two. Because the Bulls, of course, walked it off with a run in the bottom of the eighth, 14 innings in all against Tulsa with 11 strikeouts. She's been great. Garcia Soto did not have eye-popping numbers, but I'm going to say that the defense that she put on display probably helped her. She had the one big game against Tulsa with the three-run homer, also had three hits and scored three times. For the rest of the weekend, just one other hit and one RBI, so technically just four for nine, four RBI. But she also walked a couple of times. She reached base plenty and, again, was phenomenal defensively. The other honor roll includees. Well, there was only one other series. I think it boded well for the Bulls, by the way, as Houston played an East Carolina team that the Bulls swept and even though it was in Houston, did drop a game and really could have lost the finale. In fact, they were losing by two runs before getting runs in each of the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning to pull that one off. This was after East Carolina had scored eight in the fifth Saturday morning in a 12-8 win. The Cougars held on in the first game of the series up four nothing and barely win four to three. So from that series, we had Jenna Wilkie performing well. Actually, probably helped by her complete game shutout earlier in the week against Stephen F. Austin. She ended up striking out 32, so she was definitely on the weekly honor roll and surpassed 500 Ks for her career. Teria Coleman of Houston, five for eight with four runs scored, and Taylor Edwards of the Pirates, four for four with a homer and three RBI. That'll wrap up this version of Around the American. I'm Derek Sharp.